Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Without My Sister. Today, we're talking about urgent topics like stalkers. Have you been stalked? Are you a stalker? Rosemary, are you a stalker? I feel attacked. Before we get started, I'd just like to say, if you don't already, you can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 a month, you can get an extra bonus episode every week, and you'll also get your main channel, your regular episodes, a day early and without any ads. So that's a great deal, $5 a month, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. Have I ever been a stalker? Is that what you asked? That is what I asked. Have you ever stalked anybody? I suspect you have. The topic of here today was supposed to be, have you ever been a stalky? Have you been a victim of stalking? And I know that you have. But have you ever been a stalker? What's the definition of a stalker? One with very long legs who stalks? <laughs> well, I don't know. My legs are definitely short. So, no. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I blame technology. Don't. I, listen, we don't need any blame laid. This is not about blame. I just want to know if you stalked somebody. Okay. Have I stalked? Yes, Beatrice. Many people. Oh, really? Many, many people. Not online stalking, because I know you do that. Oh, well, then not in real life. No. Well, I mean, I've done a bit of like unintentional stalking. So like, if I knew where somebody lived, right? <laughs> <laughs> This is starting out bad. If I knew where somebody lived. If I knew where they lived and exactly what their times of departure and arrival to their house was. Or where where they worked. What happened happened is every time I passed by, I would like crane my neck. Like there was one guy that I went on a couple of dates with. I knew where he 
lived because I went home with him one day and I knew where he worked because he had told me. And so then every time I passed by either of those places on the bus or on in my car or on the Lewis, I would literally break my neck trying to see if I could see him, if he was nearby, if he was walking down the street, if he was coming around the corner, if he was coming out of his house, if he was going into his house, coming out of his work, going into his work. If I saw somebody who looked vaguely like him, I would literally just like stop peer around the corner to make sure it was. I never saw him. Never. (laughs) And like, I can't also tell you that if I was passing a street, several streets over that I wouldn't do a little detour just to pass by his house just in case I might see him. I'm like, what was I going to do? Also, I wasn't going to stop the car and go, hiya. Like, I was just, hiya, hiya. I was just going to keep driving, but be like, oh, there he is. That's why I fancy him as gorgeous or whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's stalking as much as just stupidity. And But then there was one time that I did bump into him on the street when I had Quill on with me. I was walking to work when I worked in Stellar and he walked by and I'm 99% sure he was coming from the house of the woman that he started dating after me because I also knew where she lived and I knew that they had started dating because I'd like been stalking their social media and been like, oh, they're definitely, they were in the same pub last night. They've definitely seen each other, you know, this kind of, that's kind of stalkery. That's quite stalkery. But I bumped into him one morning with the dog and he just went high and nodded and walked off. And I was like, excuse me, I've been waiting to see you for months <laughs> and this is it. And he didn't even stop to pet the dog. I thought that was weird. And he no, no, I mean, he didn't know that I was stalking him. If he'd known I was stalking him, I could see why he'd be like, see you later, loser. Maybe he did know. Maybe he was like, why do I keep seeing that little pink Ford everywhere I go? Well, let's talk about me. So when I lived in Paris, I went on Mythique, which was the predecessor of Tinder, etc. Et Back to this. I was online dating before it was cool. Online dating. And I met this guy who was an American guy from Miami. Oh, yes. And he was an artist. I don't remember ever hearing yeah, about this. And he was allegedly, according to him, a like millionaire, multimillionaire, oh, etc. So are. I should have dated him. But anyway, we went out for drinks and he was very keen. And we had a grand time. Like we went out to the to the Seine, you know, where they have all those barges. They've bought different bars and nightclubs and stuff. And we went down and we sat on one of those and we had a grand time. And you know was, what? Sorry, why do none of our like, I really fancied him stories start with he was really keen. Oh, I know. Yeah, of course not. Did. No, no, no. Of course not. It's literally like spit in my eye and slap me around the head. And I'm like, it was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was, yeah, he was very nice and like chatty, but I just didn't fancy him. Right. There was something like a bit off about him in general. I think like, I feel like to, back to being a bit shallow, I think he was very American in Paris. Right. So he was very like bright and brash and he had like very bright blonde oh very uncool spiky hair and I was just like did he have frosted tips he might have and I just remember going like no like this is I was imagining walking past my cool gang of Frenchy friends and just being like this is my boyfriend now like this just wasn't going to pass muster your cool gang of Frenchy friends yes it wasn't going to have like (laughs) baguette in one arm I was like no this guy no he was just he was he was genuinely nice right and interesting, but like he talked a lot about himself and I feel like I went home mm. that night and I was going, I don't think he asked me a single thing about myself. I mean, I could be making that up now just to justify why I didn't fancy him. But No, I think that's a pretty standard experience with a lot of straight women dating straight men. I think a lot of times on a first date, they don't ask so many questions about you because well, men aren't conditioned to be good conversations in the same way that women are. Go on. So then I went... I went home and he was like, let's meet up again. And he messaged me a couple of times and I was like, listen, actually, I don't, you know, no, thanks very much. I don't really think. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I got, I actually got sick. I got a cold and I was like, I actually have a cold. And he was like, oh, I'm outside your apartment. 
he's like, I've got soup. I've got soup for you. I'd like to bring it up to you. And I was looking, I was, I remember looking at like the tiny chinks of my Venetian blinds going like, what the hell? How does this guy even know where I live? Right. How did he know where you live? I don't know how he knew where I lived. That was, that was creepy. So I was like, this guy's weird, right? God bless him. Like he probably was, but I mean, it was weird rocking up to my house after one date with like alleged chicken soup in a Tupperware that he got home and made Did you not let him in? No, I didn't. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I feel way too sick. But at this point, I had now made him out to be a like total murderer in my mind. And then he came by the next day and he was like, I have chicken soup. For, I, have, I have more chicken soup for you. I made you some more chicken soup. I'm, can I come up and give it to you? And I bet I was it like, was the same chicken soup. Nobody's making chicken soup two days And I was like, no, sorry, I really don't feel it. And at this point, I was recovering, but I was now decided this guy was weird, right? And I was really creepy that he knew where I lived. And he's like, I've been out here for four hours and I don't see the lights in your apartment going on or going off. And I don't think you're sick at all. And I was like, this is actually weird. A part of me, I know this is really bad. A part of me is like, very flattering. <laughs> wrong with you very low self-esteem so if a man did that to me I'd be like oh I better marry him very flattering no and I so then I wrote back something like you know I am actually sick thanks very much like get lost then about five hours later I get a text message I've been sitting outside your apartment for five hours and I've seen the door to your apartment open and close multiple times I don't think you're sick at all I think you're totally lying to me and I was literally like I'm not lying to you but I also don't ever want to see you again please go away also did you not have a housemate so you're like like, it wouldn't just be you going in Ned anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had Julie. Julie yeah, has me. Julie. But I mean, he couldn't even have seen that from the main road. So how did he... So somehow he got into the courtyard and was like, now... So was he actually... Out, like, he was definitely outside your apartment. He wasn't outside someone else's apartment. No, no. He was definitely outside saw my apartment. Him. Julie saw him. Julie went and did a recce. <laughs> and I was like, this is actually weird. And then he messaged me on a daily basis for weeks after that. You know, sorry about that. Sorry if I came on too strong. Really would like to go to this exhibition with you. Really would like to this, blah, blah, blah. This one, I was like, total weirdo. I mean, probably actually was kind of flattering now that I think about it. <laughs> and did you say to him now, n- like not to victim blame at all, but did you say to him at any point, I'm not interested? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Hmm. I mean, especially when he was the chicken soup. The chicken soup gave me cream. You know that I don't like <laughs> soup from other people's houses. <laughs> So there was no way I was ever going to drink that soup as well. Even now I think about it, I'm like, ugh, the idea that somebody else preps things and assumes I'm going to eat it is no. No. No, I don't know what ingredients That's how restaurants work. Yeah, I go to a restaurant, that's fine. But I don't know what these people's, like, sanitary hygiene, I don't know how well that chicken is cooked. No, there are no rules around how you prepare stuff I need to start a reality show where we just try and cure people's weird food things. And that's going to be one of yours. It's going to be like, okay, now we're going to present theaters with four five different types of gravy that have been made oh, by god absolutely not and the idea like that the chicken might be vaguely undercooked i was like absolutely not no thanks right so no thanks anyway so that was my first stalker right your first stalker yeah how many stalkers have you had well then i went to milan i'm jealous when i lived in milan our offices were on this courtyard in marnie there was some construction happening and the construction crew there was one guy who was unbelievably to my mind unbelievably attractive right right extremely attractive listeners this is a low bar no young Keanu Reeves outside constantly drinking Diet Coke in the courtyard so I was playing hang on can I just ask can I just ask (laughs) can I just ask was he dressed in his constructive construction gear yeah okay that's attractive I bet then if you saw him in real life he'd be wearing sparkly jeans and a Dolce Gabbana belt no he wasn't they were very badly dressed initially back then so no 
So he was going up and down in the like, you know, the outdoor lift thing, up and down past our window. So every time he'd go up and the down cherry past picker. our window. What? The outdoor lift, the cherry picker. Yes, that thing. Yeah. The outdoor <laughs> the lift. Cherry picker. I was like, I was like, what is this cherry picker? Is this is this a metaphor? Anyway, and Julie and I were in our when we're in our studio, oh, like sorry. making necklaces and stuff. This is my last interruption. What was he wearing those Snickers pants? I find them very attractive. I don't the hell know what a Snickers pant is. Oh my god, Beatrice, you haven't lived. I'll show you later. Go on. Anyway, he would go up and up and down in the Snickers pant on the cherry, <laughs> on the cherry picker. <laughs> And honestly, I was. I was like, he can come in and pick my chair. It's probably too late, but <laughs> come but he would come up and down. And, and Christ. I would be thinking of, I mean, honestly, I was doing very posed like crafts at this point. I was, you know, making necklaces and stuff. And every time he'd come in, my posture would look amazing. And I'd be like putting beads onto things very beautifully or drinking, you know, Diet Cokes in a very posed manner. And then at one point, Julie, Julie dared me to wave at him. So I waved at him, right? Which is like really mortifying. Julie dared you to... Sorry, what age were you at this Please, point? excuse me. <laughs> so then he waved back at me. Then next thing you know, they're going up and down the lift. And it got really embarrassing because the entire gang of like 10 men would wave in the window, right? And oh. I was like, oh my God, if my boss goes by and sees this now, I'm going to oh, be dead meat. God. So anyway, then at one point, I may have been looking out on the courtyard as he walked across the courtyard at one point and he looked up at the window and he, he showed like he kind of gestured to something in his hand and put it under a rock so I went down and there was a note <gasps> saying meet me tonight at like 6 o'clock outside the office and well of course I nearly died between then and 6 o'clock right look at your face <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't even have time to go and change your outfit Rosemary I was working in fashion I probably looked okay, amazing fine. on a daily probably, basis yeah, okay okay I'm sure you did please I used to walk from the bus stand like the two mile thing in my high heels we were good anyway should we walk two miles in your high heels yeah do you not wear flats? Bring flats in your bag no, like every other good Irish woman. No, that wasn't a thing in Milan. So anyway, went outside, met him. Poor feet. Met him on the Navili, on the canals near my house. Went for a drink. What was he wearing? Oh, so I don't even know. Oh. Something desperate, but like okay. really terrible, really pointy, like shiny shirt with really oh, yeah. pointy lapels. lapels. Yeah. Oh. And he couldn't speak a word of Italian or English. Where was he from? I think he was from like Moldova or something, right? Okay. And he just kept telling me in very broken English that he just really needed to marry somebody because he had lots of brothers and sisters at home and his mom really wanted him to get married so he could send all his money home. Right? Which Why does he very have to be married nice. to send his money home? I don't know. He wanted to marry somebody to get a visa to stay there. Oh. But I was like, well... And of course, I immediately was like, oh my God, how am I going to get home? God bless him. Like, he's just looking to marry somebody. But it wasn't me. And so then I tried to, so then I was like, well, I have to go home next. I have to go to work early tomorrow morning. And so oh. I let him walk me to the corner of my apartment. Like, but I didn't want him to know where I lived. Having, right. you know, actually, no, me once. This, no, because this was the first, because I lived in Milan before I lived in Paris. So this happened before the other oh, stalking. Oh, okay, okay. Stalking instant. So he, so at the corner, he lobbed the gob, right? And like terrible oh. gob lobbing as well. Like I was just like, oh my God, like not remotely attractive or it was just terrible. Like my, the bubble was burst. Let me tell you. And so and your, then he was, your cherry had ripened oh and fallen my, off the uh, vine. Rotted off the vine. Yeah. And he was determined to walk me to my house as well. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I'm, I was like, no, I have flatmates. Like blah, blah, blah. They're really into privacy, all this kind of stuff. Like, and then I had to walk around the block a couple of times to make sure that he was gone before I actually went into my apartment. No, I was actually no fool. How mm. did I get trapped by like, mm. by that guy who drove me home, etc. Americans are very wily. That's why. What? Americans are very wily. What are you talking the about? The guy in Paris. I'm saying the guy from Miami. Yeah, I'm saying I was very wily. 
Yeah, no, no. You're saying, how did you get trapped by the... And I'm saying Americans are very cunning. Oh, that wasn't no, my fault. I meant by Santa. Said. Oh, Santa. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I went home. That was fine. Thought no more of it. Until the next day. And he's up in the cherry picker, waving, knocking on the window. like, And I was going, oh my God, Like I work here. Stop. You know what I mean? Because thinking we had a date, it didn't go great. Like, fine. You know? So then he's like waving at me from the courtyard, putting notes under all the rocks. Like, can we see again? Can we go out? I was like, so I was like, no, thanks for it. So I met him outside after work that night. And I was like, hey, thanks very much. I don't really want to go out with you again. Right? Right. I nearly died mortified. Right. Then he started stalking us. So myself and Julie would leave the office. He would be 10 feet behind every single evening. And we would walk to the bus stop and he would be 10 feet behind. And then he started shouting abuse at me on the road every single evening. And eventually, Julie, my hero, turns around. She goes, which means fuck off right in her most <laughs> in her most Irish accent. And everybody at the bus stop, this was one day it was lashing rain, everybody at the bus stop turned around and started telling him to go away, you know? Because we were... Cause, oh, great. Yeah. And we never saw him again after that. But it was honestly a couple of weeks of sheer mortification. And oh, I thought you were going to say sheer terror. Well, I was actually very afraid because like that was very, very nerve-wracking, him yeah. following us. And, and did he get on the bus then or no? No, he never got on the bus. He would wait and glower at us from the bus stop. It was very alarming god yeah that was not so flattering because once i decided i really didn't fancy him then i really started hating him and then i had to see him every day and dread if, oh, that my boss was going to come cringe. in like, and make yeah, comments yeah. to me yeah i'm sure she knew like it's like no she it was like this is not like a massive courtyard this is a courtyard like the size of evoca and rathcool do you know what i mean oh that's so embarrassing thanks just yeah. goes to show you should never shit where you eat Man never makes business and pleasure. I knew you'd love. I knew you'd love that expression. I knew it. Listen, (laughs) that's also that's actually very bad for you because, like, whatever about shitting, you're like, I'm not eating if somebody else has made it. (laughs) I'm not eating (laughs) somebody else's house. (laughs) You don't need to add any of these dramatic factors. So you know, now I look back and I think, God, like that was exciting, and I must have been very just desirable very desirable and I'm like what happened how did I become a huffalump floating around the pool <laughs> in Fort Wayne Beatrice okay just we mentioned this in our Patreon episode but just to bring everyone to speed our mother took a terrible terrible photograph of Beatrice so bad it can never be shown oh, on no. the Instagram no it can't no on the Instagram <laughs> but I'll actually share a terrible photo Beatrice took of me at the pool to just demonstrate the proof that that's nobody bad, looks good at the pool that's not a bad photo by comparison my face actually I'm just gonna I just need to look at it again don't <laughs> need to my, delete oh, my that phone photo oh dead. good thank god you need to delete that photo but like I honestly look the lighting the lighting is doing some kind of Jim Henson puppetry to your m- mouth and nose I'm telling you Don's also in the photo Beatrice is like well Don looks fine Don has a beard a beard hides a multitude Don looks fine I look like Something out of one of those 1920 uprising photos where like all women looked like men. Beatrice, brave, strong, principled women. <laughs> Don't be such a bitch. You would do well to look like one of those women at the rising. How could you? Well, they all looked a lot thinner as well. I look like an incredibly fat person at the, which is fine. It's fine. To, it's like fat is not a bad thing, but like I did not think I looked that bad. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Do you have any recollection of ever having been the stalker? No, of like, course I never stalked anybody. I'm too timid. Not. No. You're too what? Timid. Damn it. Too easily mortified. Oh yeah, okay. Too easily mortified. Yeah. Have your like have your friends ever have you ever been witness to anybody else's stalking other than mine? Of course not. Normal people don't stalk, Rosemary. Well, I feel like the internet makes everyone into a bit of a stalker. <laughs> I have a friend, let me tell you, who is like top tier gold medal level Facebook stalking. Is this you? Oh, that's mom. No. N- no, no. That's no. mom. Mom, no, mom's who, like, crack. Mom's mom is the bumbling Egypt. Mom's Mr. Bean as a stalker. <laughs> mom leaves all types of evidence behind. <laughs> there was one stage our friend's, li- m- sorry, my friend's little brother seemed to be the object of mom's Facebook stalking because she kept sharing his photographs but like not knowing how she was doing it. So you're like, mom, why... Why are you sharing another well, one of Barrett's also, photos? See, 
didn't we also see her sharing the nice football teams? She, she, no, no, she shared the Irish rugby team were at a restaurant <laughs> in Nace or the Leinster rugby team. And she shared that photograph. I was like, I don't even think mum likes rugby. And she's never been to that restaurant. So how did she even see this? And then there was the worst one was about 10, like, about 10 years after I'd last seen him, she shared the profile picture of a guy I dated in school on her Facebook wall. And like... <laughs> I then had to message him and go, hey, like, and I remember my friend Emma was like, Rosemary, did you see what your mom just shared? You need to get her to delete it. But I just thought it was so funny. It was like, oh my God, what an idiot. And I also thought it was like, he would have got a notification. It was too late to delete it and like pretend it never happened. So I just messaged him and I was like, yeah, my mom's obviously on one. And he was like, yeah, I was wondering about that. Ha ha. Like, like, what else can I do? She was like, so embarrassing. I was like, I'm not embarrassed. I just think it's funny. No, she should be embarrassed. Who, mom? Yeah, but she's not. No, she's, but I but think like, she's always in denial. She's like, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. like, you I didn't do that. Did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like, why do I keep seeing things from the Irish Times? And then I'm like, oh, because you liked them. I do not like them. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you liked them on Facebook. I never liked them. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you like, like you pressed the like button, didn't. <laughs> you obviously did at one point. It does it by itself. Like, it really doesn't, mom. It doesn't. I know, I know. But yeah, like, this friend of mine, you can literally say, oh, I met a guy, like, the other day who I think, like, I'm, what's his name? What's his name? Where is he from? And the next thing you know, she, she's found, she's like, oh my God, his sister went to school with such and such and he goes here and he does it. You know what I mean? She'll know. She'll That's have all stalking. this information. She's an excellent detective. She's an excellent detective. There was another time, actually, I met this guy who I've been chatting to online. He was in the, he was in the army, like the Irish army. And he'd asked me to come and meet him in the barracks in Rathmines. It was like a New Year's Day or something or Stephen's Day. And he was, he was working there or something. He was like, do you want to come and just meet me? Like, we'll have a cup of coffee or something. Because he was on duty, but he was like, it's a really quiet day. I just, I just can't leave the barracks. And I went and met him and thought he was absolutely gorgeous. Oh my God, uh, what happened to him? Well, he told me that he was like in a kind of an on again, off again thing with this girl. And then like that, my friend then found him on Facebook and found that they were very much seemed to be in an on again thing. And then about, and then I continued like looking at his Facebook for the next couple of months and then about next couple of months being maybe two years and then saw that he had then married the on again, off again. Oh, for God's sake. Yes, they were obviously on again, but we didn't even like, we didn't kiss or anything. Like I just went and hung out in his room. And, and, and yeah, and he was basically like, "Yeah, this is the radio equipment, and this is this, and, the, and like that's where that's the armory." God bless. Yeah, and I think he thought I'd be really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Yeah, and I wasn't. I was just like, I just want somebody to kiss me. Yeah, a hundred percent. You were know, like, put yeah. your armory around me. And I, I think I got quite dressed up as well, <laughs> like which is very joke. embarrassing. Oh, I'm just like, just count with the puns. <laughs> now that mom and dad are here, there's too much punning. It's too much nonstop puns. It's exhausting. But oh. well, Rosemary, have you ever been stalked? Aside from the balloon debacle, mm-hmm. that's the only. T- I think that's the only time that I've been stalked. Why are you looking at me like so? I what? think you were stalked by a whole gang of women at one point. A whole gang of women? Yeah. What? Nasty online stalking. Oh, I don't think that was online stalking. It was more trolling. Trolling. Well, it wasn't even trolling. It was just like, I, basically everything I posted or everything I put online, they would either comment on or reshare or bitchily comment on like the state of me, basically. On. I thought at one point it got quite threatening though, did it not? Uh, oh, well, so that was on boards. I remember like years previously when I had a blog, I used to get a series of comments on every single thing I posted that was basically just like, like, do you honestly think this is fashionable? I mean, honestly, looking back at the photos now, I'm like, they had a point, <laughs> but like, it wasn't necessary to say that. 
Or like, I remember I used to take outfit, take outfit photos. I used to put up outfit photos uh, and that I would take in the back garden and the dad would take the photos and I would sometimes credit him like photograph Philip McCabe because they're sort of was funny. You know what I mean? That I was like, obviously my dad, like I'm not going to pretend it's someone else. And they would come in to be like, like absolutely pathetic having your dad take your photos in the back garden of your house. And Beatrice, were they wrong? But I mean, yes. it's a bit cringe, but like, but I mean, isn't isn't it need- like, who cares? You know, what's, does it make it better if it's like, if it's all white and rose gold and marble with your husband photographer in the back garden? Does it make it better? No. I look at those husbands and I go, who is this husband? Instagram What's, husbands, yeah. yeah. I've never, anyone I've ever dated, I even dated a photographer and I'd be like, will you take a nice photo of me doing this? And he would take it and be like, you don't look great there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're meant to make me look great. Yeah, well, maybe it was a insurmountable task. Well, I mean, no, I'm sure it wasn't, but like, who was I talking to? Oh, maybe it was you that I was talking to the other day that, okay, yeah, it's probably you, it's nobody else. <laughs> who was I talking to? But honestly, we're like, your husband or significant other never like in my life I'm going to look back and be like there's not a single decent photo of me there are so many nice photos of Don holding the kids doing things with the kids being caught in these like you know private moments with the kids with me I'm like hey, could you could you take a photo of me and it's like it's it's that troll picture in the pool with me oh. uh, like from a terrible angle looking wrecked and then Don's like there you go there's your photo Beatrice I feel like in the future somebody could be doing our family tree right and could go back through and be like oh the last seen photograph of Beatrice McCabe was actually in the summer of 2017. So she must have disappeared after that. Or me. Like, 2011. 2011 never, when Nash was born. I took, like, I took a really, well, I tried to take a nice photo of Brandon with the baby in the pool. The baby had his eyes closed and then he looked really unhappy. Not Brandon, the baby. Yesterday. But like Brandon never, with like without being asked, never picks up his, his phone to take a picture of me. No, but it doesn't even occur to them. No, it's like, don't it's you so want annoying. a record of us? being blissfully happy with your children. Don't you want a record of like this moment in your life? No, I don't. I'm just, I'm busy no, doing something else. But my conclusion, and, and this is, this says a lot about my own self-esteem. I look at Brandon with the baby smile and I'm like, oh, the two of you look so cute. And I'm like, he just mustn't look at me all the time and be like, she looks desperate. I won't take a photo of that. I don't like, think he he's never, thinking that. I think he never looks at no. me and thinks, oh, she looks so cute. I'll take a picture. No, he doesn't. Because you know what he's thinking? He's thinking, thank God she's holding the baby. I'm going to do something else right now. Thank God you're the baby. I have 3D printing to do. That's exactly That's what he's thinking. thinking all the time. 100%. Oh, absolutely enraging. Yeah, Don's thinking, great, she's doing that. She's minding the kids by the pool. I'm going to play guitar. That's what he's thinking. But he's not thinking. She, or he might even think, she looks cute. She's distracted. I'm going to play guitar. But sorry, do you remember last year when I was when I was at the pool, I was pregnant and I, I once I just said to Brandon, take a picture of me looking cute and pregnant, right? I was in the pool and he didn't tell me that the water was up to a point where I didn't look cute and pregnant. I just looked like a buoyancy aid. <laughs> like you couldn't actually even tell that I had a bump. I just looked... But you Very knew. He knew. But I also had my eyes closed, Beatrice. <laughs> and he literally was like, I took a few for you. And like, I have my eyes closed in every single... There are three and I have my eyes closed in every single but one. But I mean, who's to blame for that? Maybe you should have kept your eyes open. It's very, very hot. It's anyway, very go sunny. back to being stalked. So these bitches. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So these comments... That so, just... so basically, we married the opposite of stalkers. <laughs> yeah. We married yeah. unstalkers. Yeah. Anti, anti-stalkers but yeah these comments that would come through on my blog all the time and I remember I traced the IP address at one point and they all like they, there were several different usernames and they all seemed to be coming from like I couldn't I think if I had if I'd had more advanced skills or maybe it was just the time as well or you couldn't friends. really well some techie friends Beatrice I did have some friends <laughs> I possibly could have located them more specifically do you know what I mean so I found them in like a rough area and I convinced in myself in a rough area that's very classist no roughly in an area of this size and I convinced myself that it was like these 
that it was basically people I knew who worked in this magazine and that I knew some of them didn't like me, perhaps through fault of my own. And I was, I convinced myself that it was them, Jimmy, that it was like, I think it's the people who work at this place and they all talk about me and they all kind of bitch about me and leave these mean comments. But sure, I've no... Don't people have reason to be doing though? I mean, honestly, I, do I, you think it makes you people happy my, to be bitching about other people online? Yes. Oh, really? Sometimes, yes. I think it makes them feel... I don't know. I think sometimes when you see people, especially on Instagram and stuff, when you see people making a living off Instagram, right? And you're somebody who works a 40 hour week and like hasn't, has an okay job, but like doesn't love it. And like, if you want to buy like a uh, YSL lipstick for 42 euro, you have to buy it on payday. You know what I mean? Like just like a normal person who has like kind of an average income and like a family and has different priorities. Excuse me, Rosemary. Brandon would argue that that's exactly how you should be behaving. Oh, that is how how I should... Sorry, that is how I should be behaving. That is my life right now. I just don't believe it is. Yeah, yeah. You haven't come to terms with it. No. But I think if you follow people on Instagram and you see somebody getting every single YSL lipstick that just got released, so you get... Like they get 250 euro worth of YSL lipstick in a Monday delivery and then they get a Jo Malone candle and then they get this and then they get that. It's not so much... Well, it is jealousy, but it's also like rage do you know what I mean because you're like why are they getting what makes them it's the sheer injustice of it all but yeah. life's not fair no I mean, and no, I don't life's mean not life's fair at all but I think isn't that, doesn't that go back to the like the the whole idea of you can't spend your time one cannot spend one's time as my mother would say you chose this you chose not to be an influencer you chose to be to have a job I mean and that is a very untrue statement also right because yeah you did we didn't we all ch- we all are born into very different circumstances that yes. then predicate like yes and also jobs life will be like jobs and wages aren't equitable in the sense that you know like there's no logic to why a teacher earns this amount and an influencer earns this amount or you know yeah. what i mean like we argue like what value does your job have it, it doesn't align with what you get monetarily mm-hmm. but to your question yeah. does it make them feel better i think that's what happens is that like you find people who also dislike these people and saying to yourself this person's a knob they don't deserve that look, like look at she's a dickhead she's got a dirty kitchen she's got this that does make you feel better because you're like well they have all this stuff and they're getting all this free lipstick that i have to save for but like people me and these other people hate them so i would much rather be liked and like have a clean kitchen and have you know have a job that i feel is valuable than no i don't dis- i don't disagree that like those feelings exist i i question the saying it out loud and insulting somebody does that make you feel better i don't understand that part of it like i mm. look at lots of people online and go absolute spanner right like absolute yeah. waste of time and why does this person get this that and the other and like you know, and I also look at you and I see the amount of time that goes into, like, I don't think any of these jobs are easy because I also wonder, especially now that I am 43, I am at the middle point of my career. If I retire when I'm 65, I am literally halfway there, which is terrifying in and of itself. A terif- ter- And especially when dad told me that he retired at 52, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? But anyway, but I, I look at this and I think, where is the job security? Like, that's terrifying too, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, how are you going to parlay this into a 30-year career? Because it's not so much, you know, it's not so much that I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a massive nerd, like it's all about job stability, but like it worries me now. Like, you know, do I have relevance as uh, somebody in a fashion space for 20 more years? Does mm-hmm. anybody want to know what I think? Like to your point, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you were wearing slightly more fashionable clothes being photographed by dad in the back garden. Now you're wearing whatever you feel comfortable wearing. Clothes are still nice, but like you're not, you're not concerned with the same things. You're not mm-hmm. following the mm-hmm. same trends. You're not, you don't have the bandwidth to be 
keeping up with everything that is trending on yeah. TikTok, etc. You know, ASMR sound. What are the sounds of TikTok this week? I couldn't tell you, right? Yeah. yeah. But like 15 years ago, I could have told you, you know, and, and it it makes me think like, what is my value over the next 20 years and how do I stay relevant, etc. as things continue to yeah. evolve. And so I look at some of those jobs and I think like that's, that's stressful. Yeah. That must be stressful. So like yeah. you're earning now, but will you earn in the future? And I think that's why so many influencers move into product spaces, mm-hmm. you know, where they go, at least if I create this product line and maybe sell it to a bigger company, I'll have a guaranteed income. Like if I keep a stake. Yeah, but I, like how many yeah. of them are going to be successful doing that? You know, how oh, many, yeah. how many yeah. of, like, and it's, and it's more, are you earning a load now? And I highly doubt if I'm anything to go by, if you're anything to go by that people are saying, well, I'm going to take my salary now and I'm going to spread it over the next 10 years, you know? So I would that we did. I know, would that we did. Would that we could. I know. Anyway, so you were stalked by these bitches and did you ever, so you, you semi-identified them in a very rough area. I thought I had, but in... <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dickhead. <laughs> I, you know, I thought I had an idea of who they were in my head, but in hindsight, I'm like, I don't know that I actually believe that anymore. And how did it affect you? Like, did it make you feel different about the things that you posted because I mean I'm trying to think like how did this affect me being stalked in this way I'd say it made me much more wary about giving my address to anybody even though I didn't right Mm. but it made me be very careful about like where I got dropped off where I left you know what clues I gave people about where I lived etc etc it also made me never want to date anybody that I worked with or you know yeah work adjacent yeah work adjacent be a little bit more savvy about those things because even though it was great fun until it wasn't yeah, I know what you mean. I think it it didn't make me change what I was doing because I think in a way I was looking at all these American influencers and I was like, I'm not doing anything different or worse or more embarrassing than they are and they're doing great. You know what I mean? Like I followed kind of a lot of kind of what I wore influencers um, and I was like, I'm just doing the same thing they're doing. So it didn't really make me stop doing it, but it just made me feel shit. Like it just made me feel kind of embarrassed and a bit like oh just waiting for the next comment you know what I mean and going oh there's gonna like where I'd wake up in the morning because I could obviously moderate or I could delete comments if I was awake but then at night I was like oh god like what you know are they gonna post while I'm asleep and then if they didn't post anything I'd be kind of waiting going oh and I you know like you extrapolate as well I was imagining that they were like all like kind of I don't know if WhatsApp was a thing back then but the, the equivalent of WhatsApping each other you know, I imagine that it was a few people WhatsApping each other going, stay where have you seen this? And sending each other the pictures of me the same way that I would occasionally send my friends pictures of like, my friend Kira and I for a while followed these Mormon uh, influencers, bloggers who were very, she just was very into kind of cottagecore before it was a thing, if you know what I mean. So like, and, you know, we kind of send each other going, oh my God, she's got the kid dressed in a hemp rag again. You know what I mean? Like kind of <laughs> joking. So the same way that we'd be messaging each other about that, I'd be like, they're probably messaging each other about me. But it does, it, it kind of makes you get really like, really self-obsessed, but also then really insecure. Do you know what I mean? So it just made me very frazzled. But it wasn't until the person tied the balloons to my door. That was when I kind of went and like, that was at the same time that I was getting a lot of negative stuff on boards and people were posting about me much more frequently. That that's when I retrained as a personal trainer and decided to move to kind of stop. I didn't stop posting on Instagram, but I was like, I don't want to live my life online anymore. So I changed. Like, I think for a while I used to post every day all the time and be like, I'm going here and I'm going there and I'm just on my way home. And I had this thought and I, you know, it drives me mad and blah, blah, blah. And I would redocument my day. And I really stopped doing that. Not because I was like, somebody's going to find me in real life, but because I was just like, I don't want to be this online person anymore. 
so that's kind of how that affected me. But I don't know. I think maybe I might have moved away from it anyway myself, even without that. I think I was kind of getting a bit tired of trying to live my life online and trying to kind of keep up appearances in that way. So I think probably that would have happened anyway, but that just sped it up a bit. Stalking is no fun. Yeah, being stalked is not fun. And actually being a stalker is no fun either, like from the way that I was doing it. Because I just got really, like, I was just really obsessed with, I was always about fucking men as well. I was just really obsessed with like, am I going to see him? Am I going to see him today? Although it did give me a good reason to get dressed up. Oh. Give me good focus. Well, that's always good. Yeah. So, so let's not stalk. Let's not be stalked. Don't stalk. Don't be stalked. Try not to be stalked, but like, it's not your fault if you are. Try not to flirt with people in cherry pickers. And if somebody says to you, you know what? I can't go out with you. I'm sick. They may well be sick and they may well want to go out with you again, but just let them text you the next time because if they want to go out with you, they'll text you. I know. Right now, I could be married to a millionaire had he not been a stalker. I doubt he was a millionaire, Beatrice. Yeah, probably not. probably full of shit. Probably not. Also, his art was bad, but like... Oh, God. I know. I couldn't have done that. I know. Oh, and you would have had to pretend it was good. Fragile egos. Oh, God bless. Thanks so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Petrified, the horror fiction anthology podcast from a darker Ireland is back. Who's there? Petrified tells the chilling tales of ordinary people encountering the supernatural and their terrifying fates. Oh, dear God! Reverend Mother! CrimeReads.com said Petrified is extremely well-written, expertly produced, and brilliantly acted. Don't leave me here! Petrified, Series 2, out now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.